0: The Lord Jesus, we know, is a miracle worker. He opened blind eyes. He made the deaf hear, the mute to speak, and those who were paralyzed, he gave them legs to walk on. But when I read the Gospels, I'm always anticipating coming upon this one miracle. It always gets my attention. It's my favorite miracle. And it's the miracle where Jesus made pigs fly yes jesus making pigs fly is my favorite miracle and i'm going to tell you why so the account of jesus healing the demoniac that i was reading today is in luke chapter 8 verses 26 through 39 and this is the Place where Jesus has business in another part of Galilee. And so he tells his disciples, Let's cross over this body of water so that they can go and handle the business. All right. So on the way, there was a windstorm and there were waves, and Jesus was asleep in the boat. And the disciples are like, We're perishing. You know, they were always freaking out like humans do. And he rebuked the wind and the waves, and they were amazed, right? Now I've heard it preached that as Jesus was on his way to heal this demoniac, that that was actually you know uh, the devil's way of trying to to stir up agitation and discouragement so that this man couldn't get the help he needed. and that was the whole deal behind the wind and the waves. Um, I'm not here to preach that particular sermon today, but Jesus did make it to the other to the other side and so did his disciples and they witnessed a miracle. Now, this demoniac was out of his mind for many years. He had often been bound with chains, but he would break them, so he was tormented, he was crazy, he flew into rages, he was possessed. And if you can imagine, today, there are people who are under oppression, depression, possession, suppression uh, from the demonic realm. In the natural, you know, we just see a person that drinks themselves into a stupor and they say that they're having fun when they do it. Uh, In the natural, we see, you know, a spouse that batters another spouse or their children. We see teenagers who cut themselves or have suicidal thoughts. And so all of these things in the natural, we just, we kind of, you know, we will look to different therapies and self-help and medication. And nothing entirely wrong with those things. But what I am here to clarify is that most of the time, if not all of the time, there is a spiritual situation behind what we're witnessing. If people are living in lifestyles that are contrary to the way God designed them, whether they are habitual liars, whether they're homosexuals, whether they are thieves, there is some sort of demonic influence that needs to be dealt with. And a lot of times people are overcome by unclean spirits. And so it just, you know, it manifests in sin and it manifests in violence and all these other ways. But make no mistake, these are people that God wants to set free. We need to be in prayer with people for people like this. Um, And we also need to be pointing them to Christ. If we know Christ, these people are not statistics. They are not the scum of the earth. They are not the forgotten ones. But on the contrary, these are people that Jesus wants us in his authority, in his power, and in his grace. He wants us to cross divides and go through storms just to reach that one person who needs to be set free. Now, the demoniac didn't know Christ, but the demons in him did. And so I just always find it interesting that he ran and he kneeled before Christ. And um, there's different conversations that go on, depending on which gospel you read. But basically, these demons are negotiating with Christ to not be sent out to some dry place, you know, outer darkness, where they can't possess anyone. And they basically they have no power and they have no access to this realm without the help of a human. So that conversation goes on. For a moment, Jesus asked, what is your name? And he says, legion, for we are many. So this guy was, was pretty messed up, you know, and some of the things that I just described a few seconds ago, those things can look pretty messed up. You know, this guy was wandering around naked. He was cutting himself, screaming at the top of his lungs, but the people in the region after a while, just, you know, they thought nothing of it. And so um, Jesus tells this legion to go into this herd of swine and so in one account of the gospel, they actually negotiated to go into the swine. So uh, the account in Luke doesn't have that detailed of a conversation, but it's there. You can read it in Matthew or uh, in Mark. And, uh, and so basically the swine was considered an unclean animal among Jews. And so even though theologians may be able to tell you why i don't know why there was a herd of pigs and on a farm in jewish territory not sure why but jesus gave the legion the legion permission to go into those pigs and those pigs basically just took off in a full sprint over the side of a cliff and they drowned and This is where the people who are standing by watching what happened, you know, they were confused, they didn't understand, they were frightened, and they didn't understand spiritual things. They just knew that this guy was crazy, and then all of a sudden, these pigs drowned. So they went and they ran ran into the town and told the people, hey, there's this guy that just drowned all the swine, and so uh, Jesus effectively had ruined somebody's business at that point too, but basically... When all of the townspeople came around, what they saw was this man sitting in his right mind, fully clothed at the feet of Jesus. How many knows that when Christ truly visits a situation, when there has been a visitation of the power of God, it changes everything? What I find you know curious about this whole thing at this point is that the people when they saw the man, they weren't like, you know they weren't saying, "Oh bless the Lord." you know, um, Robert, Chris, whatever his name was, is in his right mind. We never thought it could happen. Oh, praise the Lord. No way. The Bible says that these people actually were gripped with fear. They became frightened when they saw the man in his right mind. So there are people who are so used to living in dysfunction, and around violence and you know just being sold on a life as if there's no other that when something comes in and totally wrecks it and changes it for the better the natural response is to drive out the thing that actually is causing the most good and at this point these people wanted to drive out the power of god and so they sent the lord away and uh Uh, Just for a side note here, and in Luke chapter 11, verses 14 through 28, you've got a religious spirit dealing with Jesus now after a miracle has been performed. And it's actually the religious that accused him of having a demon, said he's casting out demons by bells above. Now, look at this. Uh, Nobody in this region, including the so-called holy men of the day, were consecrated enough to even perform an exorcism on the man. That should have happened, but it didn't. So Christ comes along. He sets the man free. And all these Pharisees can say is that Jesus has a demon. So that's where uh, in the scriptures you get the whole warning about blaspheming the Holy Spirit and calling him an unclean spirit and how that is the one unforgivable sin. And so the Pharisees committed the sin, they didn't even care. Um, And then some people even went on and asked Jesus for another sign. And he said, the only sign you're gonna get is Jonah. That was a reference to the three days in in the grave and then rising again. And truly, when Jesus rose again, Colossians 2.15 says he made an open show of demonic powers. And I think even before his resurrection, he was doing the same thing here. He was showing his disciples um, and, and his future disciples who would come along and read this, how you handle spiritual situations. But if you just stay on the surface and it's always just about the actions of the person, then you're just going to become comfortable with somebody being out of their mind and acting crazy and harming themselves and others. So spiritually minded is, is what Christ was. And that's the way that we have to be. And the man who Jesus set free actually begged to go with him. He wanted to go with him. He wanted to be his disciple and follow him. But here's the deal. Jesus told him no. He said, you need to stay behind and go back into these towns and tell these people what I've done for you. This is like the part of the story that always like grips me. Like it just gets me because where my mind goes is, is I think about how God created people with, you know, different hair textures, skin tone, height, personalities, mannerisms. And basically for all of the billions of people that are on this planet, you know, because we're all made in the image of God, that's how many, there's just billions of expressions of God in the earth. If he, if we would just get to know people and, and help those who don't know that there is another life that they could be living, that there is another reality that they could have, it's a kingdom mindset. Um, and then, you know, one, once we start going into those places and helping get people get set free, and encouraging those who are free to continue in that freedom and share it with others, like that is when the kingdom comes. Yes, healing and deliverance is is what that's all about. But in particular, once this man was set free, Jesus told him to go preach, and to go tell everyone that what the Lord had done for him. And so the Lord is going to take. Every person who's willing, um, and every person who will give their talents and their gifts and their abilities back to Him, those things that you're using to maybe feed your family and, you know, just make some money on the side and entertain or whatever you're good at, if you would give that back to God, then He will definitely send us places. Where he himself wouldn't even be welcome. That's what he did with this demoniac that he set free. In the form of this, this man, who was no longer tormented, he went back among people who had known him to be the crazy person hiding out in caves, and he was able to effectively witness and so uh, just know that there is a purpose and a plan, even for those that we think are cast down and cast out. Even if, even if we personally have given up on someone, God has not given up on someone. We can pray that Jesus will send a man or a woman of God across their path because there is freedom and there is life in Christ. And it's available for all of us to discover. Doesn't matter where we've been. Doesn't matter what we've done. The The goal is Matthew twenty eight nineteen, and it is to preach the kingdom and so once you have a revelation of the knowledge of jesus christ go and spread that tell everyone what he has done for you what he has set you free from and if you don't know him find someone who does and make sure that you have gotten yourself set free make sure that you have everything that the bible promises because those are all promises you know for his children and the deal is is you want to make sure before you leave this earth that you have discovered and uncovered and that you are walking in and living in every single thing in this life that Jesus died for you to have